0: Just when I commended the NFL for being the king yesterday, now they're doing something silly again. We explain on a Tuesday, Locked on Lions. You are Locked on Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. what's happening everybody matt Derry with you it is a tuesday edition of locked on lions right here on the locked on podcast network your team every day tuesday may 23rd into the magical day of wednesday may 24th yes tomorrow i turn 50 50. i'm getting old man but welcome in thanks for making this your first listen checking us out wherever you get your podcasts locked on lions here we are ladies and gentlemen on uh, at dairy speaks on twitter at Lockdown Lions on Twitter as well, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And also, thank you for watching and subscribing for free on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Shout out to those everydayers out there that check us out each and every day. Got a full jam-packed show for you here on this Tuesday. NFL just keeps passing rules that I don't understand. And now the Lions voted against something, and good for Rodwood and good for Sheila Hamp. And good for the Lions to vote against it, but it passed. I'll explain what that is coming up momentarily right here on Lockdown Lions. Also, are you a Money Badger fan, Michael Badgley? Are you concerned about the Lions' kicking situation? Should the Lions bring in another kicker, not just somebody from the XFL named John Paul Romo or whatever his name is, but a real kicker, to go up against Badgley uh, during training camp? We have a new name that now is available. Like the lions could sign we'll do that coming up next also lions have another backup swing tackle this guy is not a good football player but the lions have signed him we will explain coming up a momentarily on the show also we got to give a shout out to the lions pr staff we'll do that as well right here on this tuesday edition of a locked on lions but we appreciate everybody listening and checking us out again wherever you get your podcasts all right i saw this yesterday and i wanted to bring it up and remember If you missed yesterday's show, go back and watch it or listen to it. I was commending the NFL for being the king and how the NBA playoffs have just been a giant bore and they're brutal. Now the Nuggets sweep the Lakers. The game wasn't bad last night, but the Western Conference Finals is over. The Eastern Conference Finals is going to end tonight. And then we're not going to have NBA basketball for like nine days until the finals a week from Thursday. That's how bad these series have been, that we're going to get two sweeps in the conference finals. And I'm sorry, and I'm recording this before the game starts, there's no way Boston wins tonight in Miami. Zero chance. And that's not what pro sports and sports in general are supposed to be. We're supposed to be tuned in to see something exciting and competitive. Also, Major League Baseball, with how teams are spending 400 and $300 million, and here in Detroit we don't even have a $100 million payroll. But as I said yesterday, the NFL does it right. They've got a salary cap. They've got the floor. They've got a competitive balance. It's great. But I read yesterday, and I found this to be ridiculous, that the NFL approved a new rule proposal that's going to allow the league to flex games on Thursday night football for weeks 13 through 17 this year. So the NFL will choose to move no more than two games between weeks 13 and 17 to the Thursday night slot to get a better matchup for the comatose Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Eight teams voted against this, according to Adam Schefter. Steelers, Bengals, Raiders, Bears, Packers, Jets, Giants, and, yes, your Detroit Lions. Basically, it just it's helping Amazon out for Thursday night football that they'll have some more competitive games in weeks 13 through 17. Now, when you look at the Lions' schedule for this season, that is the stretch where Detroit plays four out of five on the road. So it's not that big of a deal, but I still hate it, and here's why. So weeks 13 through 17, the Lions are at the Saints December 3rd, at the Bears December 10th, Um. Week 15 against the Broncos, which right now is to be determined, so that could be flexed, at the Vikings, week 16 at 1 o'clock on Sunday, and at the Cowboys on Saturday night, that's not going to be moved to Thursday. All right? But here's the thing. Let's just say you're a Lions fan and you have a tradition of going to Chicago and checking out a game at Soldier Field, Lions-Bears, and you're making your plans right now you book in your hotel you're calling your buddy up there in uh, on Lakeshore Drive or uh, on Wacker or wherever they live Wrigleyville and you're going man we're going to meet up Lions Bears Sunday December 10th they announced the schedule already Sunday December 10th you're getting your tickets you're bo- booking flights maybe you're worrying you're getting a rental car you're getting your hotel ready and then what's going to happen is A few weeks before that, let's say the Bears have a decent season. Let's say Justin Fields is Hall of Fields and the league says, Ooh, we want to flex Lions Bears. Like they're going to move. Let's say the Lions and Bears play a very competitive game in week 11 and they flex it for week 14. You're getting screwed. Now the game's being played on Thursday night. And yes, That could be a competitive game for Amazon. Yeah, the Lions will be playing another night game in primetime. Cool. But you made your plans. Like, flexing Thursday games now? At least when you flex Sunday games late in the year. The game was the same day. Lions-Packers was Sunday last year at 1 o'clock. They moved it to the night game. You're now telling me you're going to move games from Sundays to Thursdays? That screws the fans. I'm sorry, it does. Now, Lions-Broncos Week 15 right now is to be determined, so we don't know when that game is. But still, there's a lot of Lion fans that plan on Sunday games, that have tickets for Sundays, that have to work on Fridays, that have to work on Thursdays. You plan ahead when you flex. or uh, I'm sorry, when you schedule and, and announce the schedule, which they did a few weeks ago. You know the Lions are playing Thursday night against the Chiefs months in advance. You know the Lions are playing Monday night against the Raiders months in advance. Lions are playing Thursday night, week four at the Packers. You know that months in advance. You make plans. Flexing these games to Thursdays, I'm glad Sheila Hamp and Rod Wood and whoever else is with the Lions voted against this. You know? Rules detractors, this was from uh, prideofdetroit.com, written by, who wrote this today? Jeremy Reisman, our guy, Jeremy. The the rules detractors note how inconvenient this change is for both teams who have to adjust their schedule on the fly and the fans who may have to alter their entire itinerary at a moment's notice. That is true. Rod Wood said he was against it. We're flexing Monday night games this year. We're flexing Sunday games to flex Thursday night game the same year as Monday night flex. Let's crawl before we run a little bit. End quote from Rod Wood. Rod is right. Yes, two two two. Rod Wood Drive is right. I'm getting on the Rod bandwagon here. Um. Although, why are you still sitting next to Brad Holmes making draft picks? I, he, I know Rod's not making picks. I'm just having some fun. I just think it screws the fans. That's all. If you're a Lions fan and you're, you're planning on going to Chicago and that game gets moved to Thursday, you're screwed. You've spent money on a hotel. You've spent money on the tickets. You may not be able to go. And I know you could sell the ticket. I know you could cancel the hotel unless it's uncancelable. Whatever. I don't like it. Rod is right. Want to flex Sunday games? You want to flex some Monday games? Fine. Now we're flexing games from taking teams from Sunday back to Thursday. I think it's unfair. And then you're giving a team a short week, the Lions, let's say a short week or something to prepare. I don't maybe have to go on the road that week. Maybe they had some injuries before. Don't like it. So glad the Lions voted against it. But unfortunately, TV wins. Amazon's getting better games. Yeah. Don't like it at all. All right, uh, some free agency news. We will do that coming up next. <laughs> oh man. My, my voice. Uh, Locked on Lions today brought to you by our friends at FanDuel NBA Playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball going on. Want to bet on the games? You could do so at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Heck, you could bet on golf, USFL, all of it. FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will end up winning the NBA championship. You can do all that on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to one grand. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. I got to give a shout out to my guys, Eamon Reynolds, Solomon Williams, also uh, Mark or Greg and Ellie, Greg Myola and Ellie, in the Lions PR slash media relations department. They were given the Pete Roselle Award the other day for best PR department in the National Football League. I saw a ran into Eamon Reynolds, who's the director of media relations, a couple of weeks ago. Out at uh, the great Grand Caster on Big Beaver and Troy. Uh, great food there. Shout out to Eric Lyons uh, and the crew at uh, Union Joints. Kurt Katala. What up, Kurt? They own Grand Caster. Great place. I saw Eamon there. Eamon Reynolds and Solly and that crew are awesome. The Lions have a top-shelf PR department. And for the league to recognize them and honor them with the Pete Roselle Award is pretty darn cool. So wanted to give a special uh Congratulations to the Lions PR staff. I don't bother them much, but if I ever need to go down to practice or maybe get a guest or two, they're usually great with me. And so um, Eamon's awesome. He's a great guy. He's earned that job. Been there a few years now. He's been around a while with the Lions. So uh, congratulations, uh, guys, uh, and Ellie, everybody there uh, at Lions PR for winning that award. I think that is awesome. Lions' kicking situation is interesting. The money badger Michael Badgley is back. They've also got that XFL kicker, Romo, not Tony Romo, but the other Romo, uh, that they're going to give a shot to as well. Um, but today, the Denver, I almost said Denver Nuggets, the Denver Broncos released 31-year-old Brandon McManus. Now McManus has been kicking for the Broncos for the last nine years. He's got a huge leg. Never been a Pro Bowler or an All-Pro, but a really good kicker who uh, was also a part of that Bronco team in 2015 um, under Peyton Manning that won a Super Bowl, and he kicked like a 50-yard field goal in the Super Bowl. Brandon McManus McManus has been let go. Sean Payton is going a different direction. McManus is 31. Last year was his worst season as the kicker of the Broncos. He missed eight field goals and two extra points, but... Brandon McManus is a big-time kicker. Just has a great leg and is proven. And so he's available now. And I was looking this up today. McManus, cut. Robbie Gold is available, the former Bears and Niners kicker who wants to still kick. Ryan Suckup was let go by Tampa. He's available. Um, Mason Crosby was let go by the Packers. They're not re-signing him. And also Brett Maher, of course, had the hiccups at the end of the year with the Cowboys and was brutal. All these guys are available. How comfortable are you going into this season with Michael Badgley as your kicker? Now, the Money Badger has been the most consistent kicker in the Brad Holmes era, and that's not saying much. There's one thing, if you want to knock Brad Holmes for something, and he's done a very good job as Lions GM, but the Lions kicking situation over the last three years has been kind of a bleep show. I mean, they've gone from Austin Seibert to Santoso to Dominic Eberly to this guy to that guy. They finally settled on the Badger last year, and Michael Badgley was pretty good. All right? Doesn't have the greatest leg, doesn't have a McManus-type leg, uh, and he's back on a one-year deal. But would you want to go out and get Brandon McManus? A bunch of people tweeted me today, including the executive producer, Nathan Litke, and said, sign him. But I heard sign him when uh, Robbie Gold was not brought back by the Niners. Robbie Gold is just usually money. But he's up there in age, and his leg isn't what it used to be. I'd bring in any of them. I wouldn't bring in Brett Maher. Brett Maher was a disaster for Dallas at the end of last year. But Brandon McManus or Robbie Gold or Ryan Suckup, I'd bring them in right now. Why not let him compete with Michael Badgley, who by no means is great, um, but Romo and Badgley are going to, I guess, at least start training camp uh, in a competition, and we'll see where that goes. But all of those guys are available if Badgley is brutal during camp and during the preseason. And knowing the Lions' history of kickers under the Brad Holmes uh, era would not surprise me if they had a, a different one again here in 2023. But I would be all for giving Brandon McManus a shot, but it's probably not going to happen until later on in the summer, if anything, or even in August if Badgley doesn't do the job. Now, again, you got OTAs this week that's opened up today. And then in early June, you'll have mandatory minicamps. So if during mandatory minicamp, they're doing kicking competitions at the, end of, at the end of practice and Badgley's doinking them or Romo's missing. Yes, maybe then we'll, we'll, they'll revisit that. But Brandon McManus is good. 31 years old, still has plenty of football left in him, nine-year veteran, is available if the Lions choose to add some more competition um, to this roster. Currently, the roster is sitting at number at uh, 90. That's because the Lions signed a veteran backup offensive lineman today. We'll tell you about that coming up next. So it was a couple of years ago the Lions were playing the Chicago Bears and they were just tormenting right tackle Jermaine Ifedi. I don't remember if it was the game at Ford Field or it was a game at Soldier Field, but it was a couple of years ago Jermaine Ifedi was like a false start master during this game. And he was a former number one pick at the Seattle Seahawks, started off as a right guard, played right tackle. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. He went to Chicago, played a little in 2020, played right tackle in 2021, started seven games, and he was really bad. <laughs> so bad that the Bears, who have never had who have not had a good offensive line in years, let him go also. Signed last year to play for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh really didn't play much, was a backup. And now he's a property of your Detroit Lions. As Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network reported today, Jermaine Ifetti, 28 years of age, is agreeing to terms on a deal with the Lions. Now, of course, uh, the Lions have brought back Matt Nelson as kind of a backup tackle. They've got Graham Glasgow. Um, you know, they, they've made some other pickups, the late round draft pick, everything else. The Lions, uh, you know, look, you could never have enough backup offensive linemen. You know, somehow, some way, the Lions are going to somehow bring back Dan Skipper. I'm just not sure when <laughs> because he always seems to find his way back to Detroit. But right now, you got Vitae, Sewell, Ragnow, Jackson, and Decker. The backups are Stenberg, Glasgow, Colby, Sorsdal. Of course, the uh, fifth round pick, as I was mentioning before, Matt Nelson, uh, Coyote Owosika, Darren Paulo, Obina Ize, who, of course, was there last year as well. Um, Connor Galvin, the undrafted rookie free agent, who are, we're actually going to try to get on the show at some point here, got a connection with Connor, and now they've got Jermaine IFetti to compete uh, as a backup tackle with the likes of Sorsdal, Matt Nelson, Obina, Easy, etc. Et it's a depth move and everything else, but if the if, if Jermaine Ifedi has to play, just beware. I watched him play against the uh, for the Bears two years ago, and he was just not good. Not good at all. When you're getting scraps from the Bears' offensive line, you know maybe Hank Fraley will work magic with this guy, but uh, that is your newest Detroit Lion, Jermaine Ifetti, who like, like you said, you just knock on wood that nothing happens to Taylor Decker or Panay Sewell during the season because this kid certainly struggled when he played, and Um, never lived up to the billing as being a first round pick of the Seahawks back in 2016. All right, that'll do it for us here on a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let me give a shout out to some of the, uh, everydayers out there. You know, there are a few that hit me up and I want to shout them out right here, right now. I wasn't even really prepared for this, but I'm going to do it right now. Oh, my goodness. Bad move by me. Wasn't ready for this. Here we go. Uh, but some have hit me up on our Lockdown Lions or the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And so I want to give them some love for sure. If I could just get there. and I'm going to get there eventually here. Here we go. Um, but, yeah, those that listen every day, Vanessa Stanley, shout out to you. Uh, Max Jacobson. Ben John, Jay Roxbury, Donnie Manoogian, Dr. Mark Siegel, Chase Lesage, Michael Stanley, Travis Long. Thanks for uh, checking out the Matt Derry Facebook fan page and also being in every day. -er. Roderick Denton being in every day -er and checking us out on the show. Thank you for uh, listening and watching. We're back again tomorrow.